Welcome to Read By, where today's finest authors read what matters to them, from their homes to yours. In this episode, Alice Oswald reads from John Clare's Northborough Sonnets. To learn more from Oswald about her choice, check out the episode description. And now, Read By, Alice Oswald. Good evening. My name is Alice Oswald. I'm going to read some of John Clare's Northborough sonnets. Very intense sonnets, mostly made of couplets, very constrained and crammed with life. Clare wrote them when he'd recently moved away from Helpston to Northborough, and I've been reading them a lot this year because I moved from Devon into a city. What a night! The wind howls, hisses, and but stops to howl more loud, while the snow volley keeps incessant batter at the window pane, making our comfort feel as sweet again. And in the morning, when the tempest drops at every cottage door, mountainous heaps of snow lies drifted that all entrance stops, until the besom and the shovel gains the path and leaves a wall on either side. The shepherd, rambling valleys, white and wide, with new sensations his old memory fills, when hedges left at night, no more descried, are turned to one white sweep of curving hills, and trees turned bushes half their bodies hide. I apologise that there are some fireworks going off occasionally. The hedger, burning hot, when passers-by knock their numbed hands again their sides for cold, brussels the bushes down and sings for joy, and looks up but to laugh to hear it told how cold the day. The heat of his employ makes winter summer, and the white-thorn bough is all that makes it winter-time with him. And oft he lays his bill and mittens down to knock his hat up and to wipe his brow, thinking complaints of cold are only whims. With him toil is but leisure anyhow, or rough or smooth, when both joy's message sings loud from the wood, though storms and darkness hums. He rustles on till evening calls him home. When first we hear the shy-come nightingales, they seem to mutter o'er their songs in fear, and climbing e'er so soft the spinny rails, all stops as if no bird was anywhere. The kindled bushes with the young leaves thin lets curious eyes to search a long way in, until impatience cannot see or hear the hidden music gets but little way upon the path, when up the songs begin, full loud a moment, and then low again. But when a day or two confirms her stay, boldly she sings, and loud for half the day, and soon the village brings the woodman's tale of having heard the new-come nightingale. Where slanting banks are always with the sun, the daisy is in blossom even now, and where warm patches by the hedges run, the cottager, when coming home from plough, brings home a cowslap root in flower to set. Thus, ere the Christmas goes, the spring is met, setting up little tents about the fields in sheltered spots. Primroses, when they get behind the woods old roots where ivy shields their crimpled, curdled leaves, will shine and hide. Cart ruts and horse footings scarcely yield a slur for boys just crizzled and that's all. Frost shoots his needles by the small dyke side, and snow in scarcer feathers seem to fall. 
the old pond full of flags and fenced around with trees and bushes trailing to the ground. The water weeds are all around the brink and one clear place where cattle go to drink. From year to year the schoolboy thither steals and muddies round the place to catch the eels. The cowboy, often hiding from the flies, lies there and plaits the rush cap as he lies. The hissing owl sits moping all the day and hears his song and never flies away. The pink's nest hangs upon the branch so thin the young ones call and seem as tumbling in while round them thrums the purple dragonfly and great white butterfly goes dancing by. I found a ball of grass among the hay and progged it as I passed and went away. And when I looked, I fancied something stirred and turned again and hoped to catch the bird. When out an old mouse bolted in the wheat with all her young ones hanging at her teats, she looked so odd and so grotesque to me I ran and wondered what the thing could be, and pushed the knapweed bunches where I stood. When the mouse hurried from the crawling brood, the young ones squeaked, and when I went away she found her nest again among the hay. The water o'er the pebbles scarce could run, and broad old cesspools glittered in the sun. The dreary fen a waste of water goes, with nothing to be seen but royston crows. The traveller, journeying on the road for hours, sees nothing but the dikes and water-flowers. The lonely lodgers, scattered miles away, lock up from fear and robbers all the day. The merry maiden that no place dislikes runs out and fills her kettle from the dikes. She hurries wildly from the face of men and knows no company but cocks and hens. Here highland maidens see in Sunday hours the glorious sight of sinkfoin grounds in flower and meets the savoury smells that wake the morn, the woodbine hedges and the poppied corn. I love to hear the evening crows go by, and see the starnels darken down the sky. The bleaching stack the bustling sparrow leaves, and plops with merry note beneath the eaves. The odd and lated pigeon bounces by, as if a wary watching hawk was nigh, while far and fearing nothing, high and slow, the stranger birds to distant places go. While short of flight the evening robin comes to watch the maiden sweeping out the crumbs, nor fears the idle shout of passing boy, but pecks about the door and sings for joy. Then in the hovel where the cows are fed, finds till the morning comes a pleasant bed. The wild duck startles like a sudden thought, and heron slow as if it might be caught. The flopping crows on weary wing go by, and greybeard jackdaws noising as they fly. The crowds of starnels whiz and hurry by and darken like a cloud the evening sky. The larks like thunder rise and soothe round, then drop and nestle in the stubble ground. The wild swan hurries high and noises loud, with white necks peering to the evening cloud. The weary rooks to distant woods are gone. With length of tail the magpie winnows on to neighbouring tree and leaves the distant crow while small birds nestle in the hedge below. Lapped up in sacks to shun the rain and wind, and shoes thick clouted with the sticking soil, and sidelings on his horse, the careless hind rides lithely and singing to his toil. The boy rides foremost when the sack is gone, and holds it with his hands to keep it on. 
then splashing down the road in journey slow through mire and sludge with cracking whips they go he lays his jacket with his luncheon by and drinks from horses footings when a dry they pass the maiden singing at her cow and start the lark that roosted by the plough that sings above them all the livelong day and on they drive and hollow care away Nine Two Wise Read By is produced and commissioned by New York's Nine Two Y Unterberg Poetry Center, a home for live readings and literature for over 80 years. To invite more authors into your home, subscribe to Nine Two Wise Read By wherever you download podcasts. If you're able, please visit 92y.org slash help now to donate to support Nine Two Y and our new digital programming. Thank you. And thank you for listening. Find more great recordings at 92y.org slash redbye.